This is Smart Poker Study episode 228, my poker software and hardware setup. In last week's episode 227, I answered questions about learning the HUD, playing on non-HUD sites, and how statistical percentages equate to ranges. It's poker study time, y'all. So thank you very much for sharing this show with other poker people. It truly is your sharing and caring that helps us grow. You are helping to spread the word with that word of mouth. And that really is. I mean, you guys probably, some of you might use Yelp and stuff, but the things that you hear from other people really influence your decisions, right? So if you're telling your friends, hey, Sky, he knows his stuff, smartpokerstudy.com, check out his podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, If you tell people stuff like that, they're going to download and at least give it a shot. And hopefully when they hear that first episode, they're going to be hooked and they're going to thank you for helping them improve their game and maybe me as well too. But um, speaking of thanks, I want to thank Andrew Bannister for upping his Patreon support. He is an insider uh, and he became an insider on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash smartpokerstudy. There are different levels of support, and Andrew started at one level, and then he bumped it up just last week to another level. So thank you very much, Andrew, for that support. So once you go to patreon.com slash smartpokerstudy, you could choose your level of support, whether you want to do just $1 per month, or even $5, $10, $15, or more per month. Depending on the level you choose, you get different rewards associated with that level. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. And of course, with April coming up soon, in about two or three weeks, I'm going to release the April podcast, uh, the April patron-only podcast, and the April patron-only training video. So you better get in on the action now so you get those as soon as they drop. Once again, just visit patreon.com slash smartpokerstudy. Alrighty, so let's get to my poker software and my hardware setup. So this podcast, of course, it's available in this audio version right here. But if you go to the show notes page for today, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod228, the majority of the podcast is in video form. So On the show notes, there's two different videos. The first one shows you my software setup, and I actually show you different things about Poker Tracker 4 and the HUD, how I use those to play and then to study my hands as well. I also show you some stuff with Flopzilla, and I show you some things with OBS, Open Broadcaster Software. That's what I use to record my videos, do my Twitch streams, and to record my game tape. So I show you all of those three things. Now, When the podcast that you're about to listen to, I just pulled the audio from those videos. So I'm hoping that I did a good enough job explaining what I was doing on the screen so that for you audiophiles, as you listen, you're going to get the gist and maybe you're going to be able to visualize what I'm talking about. But I highly recommend going to the show notes page, watching the videos right there, because that's going to just help you get more out of the things I'm discussing when it comes to software. The next thing after that, I'm going to talk about my poker hardware. So I have a little three or four minute video or so showing you my entire desk, my two screen setup, the keyboard, the mouse, uh, the camera, the microphone that I use for all this stuff, my stand up desk, my chair, all that kind of stuff I show you in the video too. Of course, once again, I pulled the audio out of that for this podcast. So hopefully you can kind of visualize what my setup might look like. But if you want to actually see it, you've got to go to the show notes page. And once again, the show notes is smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 228. 
Alrighty, let's get to my poker hardware and software setups. Gambate! <laughs> Hey, poker people. So let's take a look at my software setup when it comes to playing poker. Now, the first thing you see on the screen right in front of you, along with my shiny face, of course, is my uh, what my screen looks like when I'm multi-tabling. I play anywhere from two up to eight tables at a time. And so this is a basic when I have six tables right here. This is what my screen looks like. You know, the different windows, they kind of overlap over each other, but we got three across the top, three across the bottom. And this is how I end up playing poker. Depending on the size of your window, of course, if you make your windows bigger, your HUD stats appear a little bit bigger. But once you start to get really used to your different HUDs uh, and the HUD stat placement, you don't need them necessarily as big as they can be, right? Um, if you've ever seen me Twitch streaming, of course, I only play one or two tables at a time so that there's no big overlap and it's not too confusing for those watching, right? Um, but when it comes to playing on my own, my volume sessions, or just when I'm not streaming, I'll play anywhere from four to six tables. And this is what it looks like right here. So, uh, of course, these are hand replayers. This is, an is, is obviously not an actual session going on. These are different hands that I've played utilizing Poker Tracker 4. So that's the first piece of software I want to talk to you about. Uh, I freaking love this one. This is the first software, uh, poker tracking software that I got. I've tried Hold a Manager in the past. Not a bad software at all, but Poker Tracker 4 feels a bit more intuitive to me, you know? So this is the main screen I'm always at when it comes to reviewing my hands and reviewing my stats. It is the statistics tab up at the top here. Um, I filter for whatever parameters I want to look for. And then as I'm going through hands, um, bam, I can look at them by position right here. I can even look at these uh, the different hands by session or even table session. So we can see in this current month on 326, I played for just nine minutes and I won $3.70. But over here, I played for 52 minutes on the 24th and I actually lost $19 on this one table right here. So there's different ways that you can go through and look at your hands and look at your stats. Oh, speaking of stats, let's go back to position. Now, uh, the reason why I love this uh this grouping for the stats, the position, is because you see EP, MP, cutoff button, small blind, and a big blind. You see all of your stats by position. So you can see if there's some kind of like big shift or big jump from uh, maybe your VPIP and the EP to the cutoff to the button, or even your three betting. Like by looking at this, you can look at exactly where you're doing most of your three betting. And it's a small sample size of just 1,300 hands that I've played this month, but you can see I'm doing a ton of three betting from the cutoff for some reason. Um, and from the EP, which is probably just one out of three. But the SB, I've been using it probably as some uh, potentially blind stealing spots, right? So that's one of the reasons why I like Poker Tracker 4. Very easy to look at your stats to try to spot frequency issues uh, in your game. The second reason I like it is, or oh, the, the first reason was the HUD that I mentioned, but I'll get back to the HUD in a little bit. I love reviewing my stats, but I also love the fact that I can review hands and look at my mistakes. So let's take a look at this pocket nines hand right here. Um, under the gun opens to three big blinds, two folds. I'm in the small blind and I choose to call with pocket nines. I'm totally fine with that call. I could three bet here, but look, I only have 34 hands on the player. I don't know how frequently they fold to three bets. So utilizing the HUD, if I'm three betting, it's because I want him to fold, especially from out of position with pocket nines. Um, if this was pocket aces, I'd be three betting for value. Aces, kings, and queens, of course. But my goal 
in three betting would be to get him to fold. I haven't seen him fold to three bets yet because nobody's made a three bet against him. So I just don't know how likely he is to fold. So I'd rather just call with a hand that, you know, has some showdown value and I could flop something potentially really big. So I like the call here. Um, the big blank calls behind. So we got three way to the flop. Here is the button. So I'm out of position in the small blind, of course. Seven, seven, three, flop, two hearts. I have the nine of hearts. I check, he checks, and then the opener makes a two-thirds pot C-bet. Now, I don't know too much about him. He's only C-bet one out of five times, so it means he could have something. He could have a flush draw, a couple of overs, could have an over pair as well. But I have the over pair nines versus the seven, seven, three flop. So I decided to make the call right here. Big blind fold. So we're heads up on the turn, the jack of hearts. Now, as you can see, jack, seven, three, all hearts, along with the seven, all the flop. So I still have second pair, not a bad uh, hand, but I also have a flush draw nine high flush draw you could also look at that nine of hearts as a flush draw blocker in case he does have the ace of hearts or king of hearts in this instance um i check now he throws out a tiny little bit one quarter pop bet this could be a very cheap double barrel bluff or potentially making it look like a bluff because he just turned his full house he turned a flush and he wants me to raise him I'm not exactly sure so i just take the kind of passive not kind of definitely passive and pot controlling route of just calling the 50 cents the river comes a king of spades it's a three dollar and ten cent pot 31 big blinds right here i did not like seeing the overcard king i didn't want to see an ace a king or a queen on this river the king comes and he could have easily barreled with ace king with the king of hearts the ace of hearts king queen could have barreled the flop and turn for the smaller sizing on the turn so i decide to check of course with my third pair missed flush and he bets three dollars one big blind shy of the of a pot sized bet so of course what do i do i put him on ace king or king queen right here there's no way i can shove to get him to fold when he's committing a pot sized bet on the river so of course i fold and i'm totally good with that fold right there so that's another reason i like poker tracker 4 i can utilize the hud aspect to help me understand the way my opponents play and i can review the hands and utilize the hud at the same time right there to really dive into these hands to figure out what is going on so uh that's you know hold uh, that's po poker tracker 4 there are so many other ways to use this i don't want to show you everything right now those are just my favorite aspects to it now when it comes to that first thing I mentioned, that HUD, right? If you go to edit HUD profiles, um, Poker Tracker 4 comes with a lot of default HUDs inspired by Harrington, Legacy, uh, Omaha HUD, tons of different things, right? Uh, for tournaments and for cash games. But as you can see here, I've created so many different HUDs myself over time. So you can select any HUD. Let's just look at the uh, Poker Tracker 4 default HUD. Now, here it is on the left. You can see they have VPIT, PFR, 3-bet, and C-bet. All standard. Every HUD needs those for sure. They also have the player name, the player notes, the number of hands, which is perfect. You always want to know the number of hands you have on a player. They also have um, the number of big blinds. Now, the number of big blinds is great for tournaments, especially when the antes are going up. Not antes, I'm sorry. Well, blinds and antes. As they increase, stack sizes get smaller in terms of big blinds. But for cash games, you don't need to know the number of big blinds somebody has. You can just do the math in your head real quick, right? Um, but fold to c-bet is one of those stats within the default HUD here. Now, if we take a look at my smart HUD, 
My smart HUD actually has 17 different aspects to it. We've got the number of hands, the player note, the name as well, but VPIT, PFR, um, fold to steal, big blind fold to small blind steal. I also have some post flop stats, C-bet flop, C-bet turn, and then bet river, and then fold to flop C-bet, fold to turn C-bet, and then fold to river bet. Those are all the post flop ones. And you can see how they're grouped. Everything is kind of related to each other with those same color backgrounds in the smart HUD there. Now, this one right here is my raise first in, fold to three bet, and then four bet stat. Those all go together. They all help you get a good read on the way your opponent um, uh, raises first in. Now, down below it is the call two bet stat, as well as their three bet. Now, those are related when they're facing a bet. How do they often act? Those two stats tell me their uh, facing action frequencies there. All right, so that's the HUDs. Now let me talk to you about my second favorite program um, available for your PC. It's Flopzilla. Now, I love Flopzilla for the equity calculations, the really easy to create ranges, and then the hand reading possibilities here. So let's take a look at that pocket nines hand once again. Uh, so this player was a 34-24 player. So he was in the hijack. Let's give him a 24% open raising range. So we'll just build it up here to roughly 26%, and then we'll add some hands in that we think they're raising with and subtract hands that they're probably not open raising with um, from that hijack position. So looking at it, we have every single ace, most broadways, six five suited or better, and every pair for a 26% range. From a loose aggressive player, this makes total sense in the hijack, right? They raise such a big range because they want the cutoff and button to fold, and they want to be up against those uh, blinds, so have position on them. So I'm good with this, 26%. If we enter within Flopzilla our hand, the pocket nines, we have 61% equity. So things are looking pretty good. We're making a call right here. Even though we're going to be out of position, we have an equity advantage versus their range right now. Um, so I'm still down with that call, like I said. Now, if we enter that board, it was a seven. I don't remember the other seven. And I think it was like a four of hearts, maybe. Whatever it was, there was two hearts on the board with a pair of sevens. So now our pocket nines on the 774 board has 69% equity. Things are looking really good right now. We do not mind being out of position when we have such a big equity advantage, especially given that he's a loose aggressive player. We can just check call on a lot of flops and turns um, and rivers as well, depending on the river card. Um, because he is such a loose aggressive player, he might be c-betting and barreling with his over cards and his under pairs, even sixes or fives, which our nines currently beat, right? So he decides to bet and then we make the call. Great. The turn was the jack of hearts putting three hearts on the board. Now, all of his potential flush draws on the flop, they just now completed. So our equity dropped to 65% or so, but it's still not bad. We check and then we call that small bet, remember? Now on that river, that king of spades came. Oh man, so what do we think at this point? What is this player making a full pot-sized bet with? Now, our equity went from 69% on the flop, 65 on the turn, to now 59% on the river. But what is he... Um, uh, making a pot-sized river bet with. Well, he's doing it with his quads, his full houses, his flushes. He doesn't have any straights, but he would if he had them. His three of a kinds, all those random sevens that just that hit on the flop, um, but made a small little deceptive bet on the turn. That's possible. His overpairs, pocket aces, totally betting big there to charge us. Maybe we had ace-king the whole way. Maybe we had king-queen and didn't want to fold. He's getting value out of those, right? 
Two pair hands? Sure, why not? King Jack? Well, King Jack beats, if I have a two pair hand of King Queen, King Jack is a better two pair than my King Seven with the Queen Kicker. Top pair? Possibly not betting that much, but he could be super excited. I just hit my top pair top kicker with Ace King. Let's put those in as well. And I don't know enough about this player. Like I said, I only have 32 hands on him. I don't really know if he bluffs rivers a lot. So I don't want to put these potential bluffing hands and missed draws into his range, right? So let's say, really, he's betting full pot with top pair or better. We only have third pair. He's got us killed. So I'm down with that fold that I made on the river. And so this is how I use Flopzilla in conjunction with Poker Tracker 4 to do hand reading exercises and to review my hands. Now, the last piece of software I want to show you is what I record all my videos and do my streaming with. Now, this is called OBS or Open Broadcaster Software. It's the software that most, um, uh, most Twitch streamers use. So I record all my videos with this. I do my editing with a different program. And this is also the program that I use to... Um, uh, to record game tape with. Now, I've talked about game tape a hundred times. I love game tape for the fact that it makes you think through your hands. You're forced to speak through your decisions to verbalize why you're making your actions. I love game tape. Even if you never put it up on YouTube for other people to watch, you never share the videos, as long as you're making it for yourself and you're utilizing it to push yourself to speak through your decisions, it's a game-changing play strategy and study strategy as well. You can watch those videos after the fact. But let me show you something here. So when you first download OBS, all of your different scenes are, there's not going to be any scenes there, right? Let me show you how to set up a brand new scene so that you're recording your screen wherever your poker play is taking place. All right, so in the background, whoops, let's move this too. You can see we have our different, we have our six tables going on of poker that we're playing. Now, what you're going to do first is under scenes, hit the plus button and add a new scene. I'm going to call it test, but you can call it game tape or whatever you want to do. Okay. Now, as you can see, the screen is blank because I have not set up any sources. Sources are the parts of your screen or peripheral items that, uh, that the software is recording. So the first source we'll open up is the display capture. Now you choose the display. So create a new, we're just going to call it display capture five. Okay. Now, when you go here, you have display one, which is my laptop camera or display two, which is the screen that we're on right now that you can see. Hit okay, and bam, that's there. Once I move this out of the way, you can see up top here are the first three tables of my six table session. Um, now, the other thing you wanna do is the mic recording. Now, mine is already automatically set up, but you wanna make sure that whatever microphone that you use, that it is recording your voice because that's critical for game tape. You wanna watch it back and listen to yourself speak through your decisions so you can find any mistakes in logic or gaps in logic. Now, if we hit the um, uh, properties button or the settings button right here, select properties. Now from this, you can choose your different um, microphones available. Mine is the ATR2500 USB microphone. The Realtek comes directly from my laptop microphone and the webcam, the HD Pro webcam C920, it has its own microphone. I don't use any of those. The best quality is ATR. But if you have, you know, maybe um, earphones with, um, some kind of uh, microphone attached to it, you would select that, right? So bam, hit okay. Now we're definitely recording our audio. You can see the little green bar going up and down right here right now. So we've got that going. Now the last thing, if you want to add a camera, let's go ahead and do that.
let's do uh, existing where to go video capture device existing logitech camera hey there it is so we see me nice and big let's minimize this puppy back into the corner again great so we see me again let's bring this over now we've got our game tape recording uh, if you want to do like, uh, you know, YouTube videos and stuff, that's how you would do it. Put your camera in the middle or in the bottom if you want people to see you as you play. Um, so basically that's it. That's how you set up OBS for some quick recording. And then of course, let me bring this back over. You just hit that start recording um, uh, to start recording your game tape. And this is one thing I highly recommend if you want to improve your game, game tape. Alrighty, thank you so much for watching this little software demonstration, all the major software that I use when it comes to studying poker and playing poker. Peace. Alrighty, we have a few little shout outs today. The first goes out to Justin Robbins for purchasing Poker Tracker 4 through my affiliate link. Now, when you go through my affiliate link, you pay the same that you would if you just went through PokerTracker.com. Um, but because you're going through me, I get a little bit of a kickback. So thank you very much, Justin, for that support. If you want to purchase through my um, affiliate link, you just go to SmartPokerStudy.com slash PokerTracker4, and that's the number four at the end. And because Justin did that, I sent him my Smart HUD as a thank you for his support. And of course, Chris Kuriger purchased the Smart HUD directly. He already had Poker Tracker 4. No need to get that program again, but he wants to get more out of Poker Tracker 4 by utilizing my Smart HUD to exploit his opponents. If you want the Smart HUD for yourself, either get Poker Tracker 4 through that link I just mentioned, or you can purchase the Smart HUD for Poker Tracker 4 by going through smartpokerstudy.com/smarthud. And two different webinars were purchased this past week. The first was called Getting the Most from Poker Tracker 4, and Alex Kerwald purchased that. You can find a link for $5 off to that webinar via the, uh, the show notes page for today. Thank you very much for that support, Alex. And tomorrow, Saturday, March 30th, 2019, if you're listening to this at the time that the episode drops on Friday, um, uh, tomorrow is my brand new webinar called Effective HUD Use Webinar. This was purchased by Aaron Kaital Gilliland, Varian Lee, Brian Hustla Monkey purchased it, John Sanford, John Tejos, K. Go, Oliver, Patrick Keveny, Andreas Triantafalu, Ken Halbert, Richard King, and Alex Onamore all purchased this one right here. If you would like to get this webinar for yourself, just go to the show notes page. There's a 10% off coupon right there. Um, if you get it before Saturday, March 30th at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you very much, everybody, for that support. And I'm really looking forward to this webinar. I put so much into it. You are going to become a uh, HUD masters from watching this webinar and putting into practice all the things that I discuss. Alrighty, back to class, poker people. So like I said earlier, I'm going to talk about my poker hardware setup. Now the audio that you're about to hear was recorded via my smartphone, so I think the audio quality is okay. It's not as good as right now, me speaking into my microphone, but the audio quality isn't bad. And um, you know, I pulled it directly, so hopefully you can visualize what I'm showing within that video. Here it is. Hey, poker people. So I wanted to show you in this video my physical setup for my poker area. When I'm playing poker, when I'm studying, and when I'm creating podcasts and everything for you. So let's take a look at what we got here. 
So first off, of course, is my laptop. Now this is an HP NV laptop with a, I guess it's a Core i7 processor. Really enjoy it. Nice big wide 17 inch screen, I'm not exactly sure, but uh, good stuff for me to, to do all my work off of. And of course, next to it is my dual monitor, monitor number two. Um, just, you know, regular monitor mounted on one of those swivel, swivel mounts back there so I can move it around, move it up and down and stuff. Up top, I have my nice Logitech camera that I'm constantly creating uh, YouTube videos and stuff with. A couple notes, if this were easier, what would it look like? Now, I ask myself that oftentimes when I'm doing something like creating a podcast or a training video, and if it's getting difficult, I try to take a step back and figure out what am I doing wrong? Why, why am I making this difficult? And what can I do to make it easy? Another note for myself, stop thinking and act. Man, I just, I overthink things way too much, and so uh, <laughs> that note is for me. These down here are my sticky notes, various sticky notes for uh, different things I'm focused on, or I've been focused on over the past few weeks and everything. Uh, so if we take a step back here, um, this nifty little Kiss the Cook, this is uh, one of those recipe card holders, but I use it for actually holding up my KISS cash game ranges. So I can easily, uh, you know, take a quick, as I'm playing poker, glance down and uh, take a look at my ranges real quick. I also have a nice little stack, a nifty stack of books right there, things that I'm focusing on, things I'm thinking about right now within poker. Um, little motivational, one job at a time, every job of success from uh, Peter Jackson, a quote of his. Of course, as you've noticed, um, I work from a standing desk here. I freaking love it. Got this one from Ikea, actually, but I know there's plenty of other ones available for you out there. It's got the hand crank, so it can go up and down pretty easily. I didn't spend a few hundred extra dollars on a mechanical or on an automatic one. The mechanical hand crank is just fine for me. My iJoy headphones right there. A little duster, Swiffer duster, of course, but the iPhone headphones um, for when I'm doing coaching sessions and stuff. And of course, my Logitech wireless mouse and keyboard comma uh, combo. This is the K350, which I just absolutely, absolutely love. I've been using this for years now. Uh, this might be the second one I've gone through. Um, eventually wore out my first one, which I got like 10 years ago, maybe. I don't know. So coming back here, this is my Logitech ATR2500 microphone that I use. Um, and of course, I use this for recording every single podcast and every single video. So, well, that's my poker setup. Nice and simple. Oh, of course, a nice, um, what do you call it, leather chair when I do decide to lower my standing desk here. And that's about it for my poker setup. Nice and simple. I don't do anything crazy. I don't have a crazy big 50-inch monitor that I work from or nothing. Just two simple monitors, um, uh, the microphone and the camera. Alrighty, thanks so much for watching. Catch you later. Well, this episode is not complete until you head to the show notes page at www.smartpokerstudy.com slash pod228. Go there for screenshots and links to everything I discussed today. And of course, to watch those two videos that I just uh, that I just played the audio from. My software hard, uh, my software hardware, my software setup and my hardware setup. Well, thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend or leave a glowing five-star review on your favorite podcatching app. If you could type or say the word Smart Poker Study, you can find me on Alexa, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. 
Alrighty, poker people. Next week, I'm going to give you a little preview episode for April's theme. Here's a hint. What do Jonathan Little, Ed Miller, Alex Fitzgerald, Tommy Angelo, and myself all have in common? Besides poker, of course. So word of mouth is the best advertising. So thank you very much for sharing this show with other poker people. Your sharing and caring is what helps us grow. Until next time, study smart. Play much and make your next session the best one yet.